What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. This is The Jerry Callahan Show. So they got a new rule at MSNBC. Rachel Maddow announced this uh, last night. They no longer can uh, knowingly broadcast untrue things. That's what Rachel said. She would not show Trump's speech from Bedminster last night. Said, nope, we can't do it. We're a responsible media outlet. We are journalists, and we can't knowingly broadcast untrue things, which means she's got two years left in the uh, Biden administration. Uh, That means we can't see the president. We can't see another speech. I mean, we're never going to hear him say on MSNBC, we're not going to hear him say, Bo Biden died in Iraq. We're not going to hear him say he traveled 17 million miles with Xi Jinping. We're not going to hear him say that he uh, got arrested trying to visit Nelson Mandela on Robbins Island. We're not going to hear him say he knows nothing about Hunter Biden's business dealings. We're not going to hear him say he has three granddaughters, which is knowingly untrue, Rachel. This, the, the, I, I forgot yesterday. I guess it, it, you forget sometimes. We see, we hear so much about Donald Trump. You forget just how much he triggers these, these snowflakes in the mainstream media. You really do. I mean, Trump had a good day yesterday. Today is his 77th birthday. Happy birthday to the 45th president. Today's flag day. Uh, and it's not Pride Flag Day. It's, you know, regular Flag Day, <laughs> that boring old American Flag Day. But yesterday was a good day for Donald Trump. I used to do the good Trump, bad Trump, and I was tracking it yesterday. And I was waiting for him to do something or say something inappropriate. I thought he had a great day. I thought he got arraigned in Miami, had a lot of supporters there. I thought he, I thought it was a good move to stop at the Cuban restaurant and get the old crowd sang happy birthday to him. And then he gave a speech. It was about a half hour long outside Bedminster last night. And I'm, unless I missed it, I don't think he made one reference to the sanctimonious or the sanctus or said, you know, Florida is a hellhole because of this awful governor. He stayed away from that. He focused on Biden, focused on Jack Smith. I thought he did a good job uh, and he kept it fairly short um, and he must have been exhausted at that point. I mean, he is 77 years old. But then you flip around and you check out uh, the coverage from the cable cable news channels and the networks, and they just cannot stand the thought of uh, the the thought of people still supporting Donald Trump. Somebody said, I think it was uh, Hillary said she can't believe people still support him after this indictment, which is just hilarious. So he did basically what you did, Hillary. You know, he took home classified documents. He had authority to declassify them. You didn't. He didn't smash his phones and bleach bit his computer. You did. His classified documents didn't end up on the computer of Anthony Weiner, a convicted pervert. Yours did. And you can't believe people support him. Um, this this is backfiring big time. They're going to have to put him in prison because if he's not in prison, if he's 
facing trial or wearing an ankle bracelet or go on probation, he is going to be an unstoppable force because everybody knows this was political. Everybody knows it was all a setup. Uh, everybody knows the Biden administration, the media are obsessed with stopping Trump. But it was hilarious to watch the coverage. First of all, Jake Tapper, he got triggered by the crowd singing happy birthday to him in a, in a Cuban restaurant. And then Rachel Maddow made the pronouncement, we can't knowingly broadcast untrue things. As a reminder, they knowingly broadcast the Russia hoax story every night for three years. She was the leading purveyor of this. She put on Adam Schiff and Jamie Raskin and any other Trump hater to talk about Russian collusion. She knew it wasn't true. They knew it wasn't true. It didn't matter. They not only knowingly broadcast untrue things, they advanced them. They, they, they made them up themselves. It was, it was where you went if you were obsessed with Trump. It was where you went if you wanted to buy into the whole nonsense about Russia collusion. But uh, it's going to be it's going to be fun. I have to say, you know, there are good days and bad days with Trump. Yesterday was a good day. And any day he sets these these lunatics off in the media is a good day. It gives him an excuse to, to, to cover up, to ignore the Biden bribery scandal, the single biggest scandal in American political history. Uh, but they are rooting hard for Jack Smith, the uh, special prosecutor, the guy that looks like he sleeps in a coffin. The guy that looks like uh, he's got like bodies in his trunk. He's just a creepy looking guy. And, and by the way, a hardcore partisan Democrat, his wife donated to the uh, Biden for president campaign. His wife made a documentary about uh, Michelle Obama. It's the biggest piece of garbage you've ever seen, but she worships Michelle Obama. And I'm sure he does too. It's a, it's a hit on Trump, they're going to try to take him down. Uh, it is backfiring already. Trump's numbers are going to go up. It feels like he's, it feels like they they won him the nomination last night. That's how it felt. I mean, all the other contenders, including DeSantis, are just uh, irrelevant right now, unfortunately, because uh, all attention is on Trump and all his supporters are more emboldened than ever because they know this is all political and they feel like uh, they, they, the only way they can make it right is to continue to support Trump. I can't believe someone would find that hard to believe. You watch what they're doing to Trump. You know it's political. You know it, it's a double standard, a two-tier justice system. You know the FBI slow walk, the Biden bribery uh, uh, form, the 1023, to, to, so that uh, the Trump indictment would overshadow it. We know the FBI redacted the part about audio recordings. We know the FBI is in full cover-up mode fighting, defending Joe Biden uh, and trying to get Trump. What do you think people are going to do? What do you think his supporters or just any fair-minded person is going to do? They're going to look at this and say it's un-American, and it is. It's just crazy that we're that, that, that the mainstream media, the Democrats, are going to treat this like it's actually uh, equal justice, like this is how the system's supposed to work. I said it, I've said it two days ago, I said it yesterday, I'll say it again. There's no Republican voter, not one, who looks at this and thinks it's fair and just. Not one. They see it and they say, 
Democrats, these rules, these laws don't apply to Democrats. And they say he would not have been indicted. He would not have been arrested if he were not a candidate. This is all political. And you can talk about the merits of the case all you want. Some TV lawyers take it more seriously than others. But nobody thinks that it wasn't political. Nobody thinks this wasn't a a hit ordered by Joe Biden through Merrick Garland and Jack Smith to stop this man, his chief political rival, and a man that they hate with the with the fury of a thousand suns. Everything happening in this country right now can be explained in one simple fact. They hate this man. They don't disagree with him. They don't want to beat him at the, at the ballot box. They hate him. They want to destroy him. Uh, they, they would be happy if, uh, if he fell off the stage last night and split his head open. They would be thrilled. Mate, Rachel Maddow, Jake Tapper would be giddy. Uh, we'll get to some of Trump's speech. It was excellent. Like I said, kept it tight, went after Biden, went after Jack Smith, didn't even mention sanctimonious. But uh, he had a good day. He had a good day, and uh, he's going to start bragging about his polls because I have a feeling he's going to get a bump out of this. The whole idea that there was going to be violence in Miami, that was all made up, of course. That was all a setup. They were hoping for a little violence. There was one arrest that I saw, some lunatic dressed in a prison outfit, jumped in front of Trump's limo, and the cops took him down and arrested him. Other than that, I didn't see any violence, You know, which is... <laughs> which is good, which is good because that's what they were hoping for. That's what they were hoping to uh, induce from the Trump supporters. Didn't happen. He was arraigned, pled uh, not guilty, didn't say anything, got fingerprinted, didn't get, uh, uh, as far as we know, didn't get mugshot and didn't spend a minute in jail. The court, the sketch artist in the courtroom was very kind to our 45th president and everybody else at the table, made him look young and virile and not... Uh, uh, not overweight at all. It was a nice job. I'm sure, I'm sure Trump appreciates it. That's probably the most important thing to him was how he looked in the courtroom sketch. By the way, is anything seem more anachronistic than courtroom sketches? I mean, why can't you just take a picture? Can someone explain that to me? Have an official courtroom photographer, take one photo of the defendant, give it out to all the media why do you have some guy in there doing a drawing like it's 1908? <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. You have all this advanced technology and recordings and, you know, uh, you, you don't even take fingerprints anymore. You just take like a little picture. You don't smudge people. And yet you have a guy doing a drawing instead of taking a picture. Well, if they did that, yeah. we wouldn't have one of the best soprano scenes when Junior's staring at the sketch artist in court. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. And we wouldn't have that crazed Tom Brady drawing either when that's he was true. in court. Remember that guy, yeah. the, that, that drawing? Some, some sketch artists are better than others, and I'm going to guess Trump was pretty happy with his. And, uh, and I'm sure Rachel and Jake, and Joe Scarborough and Anderson and Cooper and Andrew, they hated the fact that the artist made Trump look good, didn't make him look fat. Uh, but let's get to let's get to some of these cuts because these are hilarious. If you enjoyed, like I do, the meltdown in the mainstream media at the very mention of Trump and and the thought that somebody might actually like him and support him and want him back in the White House and want the criminal family that is in that White House now out. Uh, if you enjoy the meltdown from the media, 
you had a good day yesterday. Is this, we got, we're going to start with Rachel explaining yep. why, of course, I don't even know why do these people need 72 guests? I mean, why do they need a whole long panel? They all say the same thing. They all feel the same way. They all despise Trump and they just go one guy to the next, say the same thing. Anyway, but, uh, Trump's about to speak at Bedminster. She, the people are probably watching MSNBC and saying, gee, I wonder if they'll uh, switch to Trump live from New Jersey. And she explains why they can't do that. Go ahead. Court judges are supposed to. Now, I need to say that former President Trump has just started uh, making public remarks, just as he did on the evening of his first arraignment on criminal charges. That was April when he was booked on 34 felony counts brought by the state of New York. Now, tonight, after his arraignment on federal felony charges, he's speaking again, this time to an audience of his supporters that's gathered for a, a campaign fundraiser tonight at his, his golf club and summer home in New Jersey. Um, we knew heading into this that he was planning to make these remarks. We are prepared for his pre-fundraiser remarks tonight to again be essentially a Trump campaign speech. Because of that, we do not intend to carry these remarks live. Um, as we have said before in these circumstances, there is a cost to us as a news organization to knowingly broadcast untrue things. We are here to bring you the news. It hurts our ability to do that if we live broadcast what we fully expect in advance to be a litany of lies and false accusations, no matter who says them. <laughs> that is the funniest thing on on NBC since I don't know, Seinfeld. Uh, <laughs> it's just, she said that with a straight face. We can't knowingly broadcast untrue things. Again, they put Adam Schiff on like every night for years to say he's seen evidence in plain sight of Russian collusion between the Trump campaign and the Russians. It was a flat out lie. They repeated it over and over and over again. That, 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 is, that is the home office of untrue things. That's what MSNBC is. And they can't show you a half hour speech from the uh, from Donald Trump speaking to his supporters because basically he was attacking their guy, Joe Biden, for most of it, talking about Biden being the most corrupt uh, president in American history, which he is. And by the way, Trump talked about the $5 million bribe that Trump, that Biden took while the vice president. And uh, uh, that's not allowed on MSNBC. We can't, no mention of that. We can't go there. (laughs) We are in full cover-up mode and we can't let the orange man ruin it. Uh, That, that, that's hard to top that, but let's watch Jake, Jake Tapper get triggered after they show video from the Cuban restaurant where the fan, the uh, patrons started singing happy birthday to Trump. And this is Trump and his element, just connecting with people in a restaurant, you know, regular people buying them lunch, another great Trump move. And these are Cuban immigrants who've lived under communism don't want to see it. They can see it creeping into this country and they don't like it and they support Trump. I'm sure they support DeSantis as well, but they obviously are very uneasy with the, uh, with the totalitarian regime now in control in Washington. Uh, And there were other people there. There were people praying for Trump in the restaurant and it just triggered fake Jake Tapper. Watch. It's the facts and law. The folks in the control room, I don't need to see any more of that. He, this, he's trying to turn this and he's trying to turn it into a spectacle, into a campaign ad. That's enough of that. We've seen it all. <laughs> we don't need to see enough of the uh, first president in American history to be uh, indicted on federal charges 
stopping at a restaurant for lunch. We don't need to see that. You know, turning into a campaign ad. Let's go to the White House where Joe Biden's talking about his son, Bo, dying uh, dying in Iraq. Uh, oh, is this, uh, is, this <laughs> is this fake Jake with AOC? Yep. All right. Let's say this is uh, Jake continuing to uh, melt down at the thought at the thought that Donald Trump is not yet in prison. Go ahead. We um, we do have now some of the sound, as I told you, we're not and the audience. We're not carrying his remarks live because, frankly, he says a lot of things uh, that are not true and sometimes potentially dangerous. <laughs> potentially dangerous. Oh, that's right. He pointed out that your guy, Joe Biden, and his scumbag son took ten million dollars from a uh, from a Ukrainian oligarch uh, and uh, CNN. They can't they can't go there. I got the numbers, by the way, from uh, Media Research Center. They tracked, I think it was uh, over the weekend, ABC, NBC, CBS combined spent 291 minutes on Trump. They spent zero on the Biden bribery scandal. 291, how long is that? 291 minutes is uh, five hours. (laughs) They spent five (laughs) hours on Trump's indictment and zero minutes on Joe Biden taking a $5 million bribe from a uh, Ukrainian, corrupt Ukrainian oligarch. And uh, we believe there are tapes. The The FBI is, unless the FBI has already destroyed them, and I'm, I'm sure they've considered that, there are tapes and those tapes are just going to blow the roof off this country. And uh, I can't wait. But let's go to Donald Trump from Bedminster. And uh, I think another reason he does this, obviously, he likes to speak to crowds and, you know, uh, he likes to uh, throw red meat to his base. He's good at it. But it's also a contrast. You know, he's indicted. He's in, in, you know, in Miami in the morning, you know, getting indicted, you know, in court then flying to New Jersey. And it's nine. When it was at nine o'clock at night and he's still going strong. The thought the thought that Joe, it's uh, quarter of nine. Uh, the thought that Joe Biden could ever have a keep up a schedule like this, a pace like this, is just comical. And we will see if he ever gets out in campaigns, just how tired he is. We have some sound from Biden celebrating Juneteenth, which I'm pretty sure he has no idea what that means. I mean, if someone asked him what's the meaning of Juneteenth, he wouldn't have a clue. But you know, he was uh, kind of carried out on stage and told to make some remarks. They were embarrassing, but not nearly as embarrassing as the vice president. We'll get to that, but let's listen to Trump yesterday before his, uh, his crowd in Bedminster, New Jersey. Good. Today we witnessed the most evil and heinous abuse of power in the history of our country. Very sad thing to watch. A corrupt sitting president had his top political opponent arrested on fake and fabricated charges of which he and numerous other presidents would be guilty right in the middle of a presidential election in which he is losing very badly. This is called election interference and yet another attempt to rig and steal a presidential election. More importantly, it's a political persecution like something straight out of a fascist or communist nation. This day will go down in infamy and Joe Biden will forever be remembered as not only the most corrupt president in the history of our country, but perhaps even more importantly, 
The president who, together with a band of his closest thugs, misfits, and Marxists, tried to destroy American democracy. That's, I love that. I love thugs, misfits, and what do you call them? Thugs. Let's see, hold on. Uh, thugs, misfits, and Marxists. Thugs, misfits, thugs, and, misfits Marxists. and Marxists. I like that. You know what? No, there's no one else who would do that. People would be so afraid of the special prosecutor and the judge and the president, but uh, he doesn't hold back. I, I, I like that. That's good. He might end up, you know, might end up in prison, but it wouldn't matter. He could go out there and just say, you know, respectfully, let's let law, let's let the court, uh, process play out and all that. It wouldn't matter. Jack Smith is a hard left partisan. He is determined to destroy this man, to stop him from running against his guy. That's all it is. Uh, again, I'm, I'm like I'm like I'm like 75 million other Americans. I don't even want to waste time on the merits of the case because we know there would be no case if he weren't running against Joe Biden. We know uh, that that what Hillary did was worse. What Joe Biden did was worse. They weren't president and they are facing no charges and they never will face any charges. We know it is political and, and it's too bad. It's too bad uh, they gave Trump such a boost. I was looking forward to a you know good head-to-head Trump versus DeSantis uh, primary battle, but I feel like it's the over. Biden DOJ, the Biden goons are just uh, ruining any chance DeSantis had by by martyring Donald Trump. It's happening in real time, and uh, if he stays out of jail, this is going to be a good thing for Donald Trump. All right. We got lots, lots to get to on this flag day, on this 77th birthday of the 45th president. Um, I'm just going to say what the Biden administration did to that heroic, that inspirational transgender influencer. I feel like it's genocide. I really do. I feel like they're trying to eradicate transgenderism. They're trying to eliminate this lovely lady who is just living her truth. It's just not right. But they've banned, they've banned a trans hero. I'm sorry, Joe Biden's a bigot. Kamala Harris, bigot. KJP, Karinja Jump here, a bigot. What they're doing to this lady. We'll give you the details on that. And I will ask, what was more embarrassing? The transgender influencer whipping out his 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 breasts? Or Kamala Harris taking the stage and just laughing incoherent, uh, laughing uncontrollably about nothing. <laughs> I mean, I, I I think it's more embarrassing that that's our vice president. That's likely our next president. We'll we'll get to that. It's amazing, and we get some kids in Burlington, some middle schoolers that we have to salute. They're pushing back on trans insanity in uh, Burlington, Massachusetts. It's gone national. These kids our heroes, and uh, we are going to salute them. We'll get to that. And lo- Oh, we get the latest Tucker. Tucker Part 3, Episode 3 dropped, and it's excellent. It's already got how many million views? What's he up to? Uh, it was at 45 when we started. I'll check in a second. 45 million. <laughs> Jesus. He just dropped it like yesterday afternoon. 12-minute video, and I'll just give you a tease. He disembowels Pompeo, Mike Pompeo just destroys, rips the flesh off his bones, and it's glorious. We'll play some of that and lots more, but first. Uh, 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 excuse me. 
Hi, let me tell you about Eden Pure Thunderstorm air purifiers. They use proven oxy technology that quickly destroys viruses, odors, mold, and so much more. With over 350,000 already sold, you know it works. Any smell will vanish after just a few seconds with the thunderstorm being on. Odors from litter boxes, trash cans, cigarette smoke, dirty diapers, and much more are no match. I got a son, big guy, strong guy, likes to work out, sweats a lot, smells a lot sometimes. Just put my Eden Pure Thunderstorm right there in his room, and in a few minutes, the stench is gone. The powerful thunderstorm sends out O3 molecules, which seek out and destroy odors. These molecules even go behind and under furniture. Nothing can hide from the thunderstorm. Best of all, no filters to buy over and over and over again, saving you money. Start enjoying your home again and get several thunderstorms. Right now, you can save $200 on an Eden Pure Thunderstorm free pack for whole home protection. You get three units for under $200. Put one in your basement, bedroom, family room, kitchen, or anywhere you need clean, fresh air. Go to EdenPureDeals.com and put in discount code JERRY to save $200. That's EdenPureDeals.com, discount code JERRY, G-E-R-R-Y. Shipping is free. All right, uh, let's get to uh, the uh, the uh, trans activist, trans influencer. I'm sorry, trans influencer, trans activist. Maybe you saw her, him, him. <laughs> I don't know. It's just so confusing. But uh, uh, his name is Rose Montoya, a trans influencer. He's 27 years old. He's identifies as a woman. He's... He's fooling some people, including Joe Biden. I have no doubt when Joe Biden made that little video and together when Rose went up and said, hey, Mr. President, and they said trans rights are human rights. Joe Biden had no idea that it was a guy. Uh, I don't think he quite grasped the whole transgender concept. He just reads what they write on the teleprompter and pretends that, you know, he's cared. He's cared about this issue his whole life. As uh, Ironhead pointed out uh, before we started recording, he could uh, he could get fooled. Anybody could get fooled. Rose is doing a nice job. She's total. He's totally committed to this. Man, you got to be committed when you get a breast augmentation. How does that work? You go in there, you're a guy, and you go in and you see the surgeon, and you say, yeah, I need implants. I want to become a woman, and the surgeon just, just schedules you down. Okay, you're good. And a guy who went to medical school for like 10 years to learn, you know, to to help people and heal. He says, yeah, he spends his days putting in breast implants on guys. Such such a strange thing, but I'm, I'll give him credit. Surgeon did a nice job. It's, I mean, it's, we got to see the whole world got to see roses, uh, roses uh, front porch. Um, Are we going to, Oh, is it blurred out in this one? Yeah, it's blurred out, but most people got to see it. She shakes. He shakes them for the world right after he did a uh, uh, a quick video with the president of the United States, the leader of the free world, spent a moment, spent an afternoon with this weirdo who decided his time at the White House best spent uh, going topless and shaking his breasts. By the way, he got banned. The, the White House, these these bigots, these transphobes at the White House banned from all future events, Rose Montoya. But what about the the women with him? He poses topless with trans women, I mean, uh, trans men, biological women, 
who also went topless and showed off their scars that, that showed off the barbarism that they've that they've uh, inflicted on themselves. Are they banned too? Or are trans men, biological women, allowed to go topless at the? It's just such a confusing time in the in, in these uh, you know confusing time in America, especially when the White House promotes, condones, supports this lunacy. This is from the White uh, from the New York Post. The White House has banned trans influencer Rose Montoya after she flashed her breasts. Okay, those, those are their pronouns at President Biden's pride party, blasting the stunt as, quote, inappropriate and disrespectful. There's, yeah, you're allowed to show a topless woman, but you're not allowed to show a topless man. Who makes these, these editorial decisions? So Rose Montoya is a biological man. He goes topless, and it's got to be blurred out. The two people with him are women biological women who went topless and you're allowed to show that including the scars where they had surgery. Anyway, Montoya 27 was barred from the executive mansion on Tuesday as footage went viral of her pulling her shirt, pulling her shirt up and cupping her breasts moments after meeting Biden on the South lawn in a statement to the post Tuesday, a white house spokesperson said she flouted basic etiquette and his persona non grata at future events. Quote, this behavior is inappropriate and disrespectful for any event at the White House. It is not reflective of the event we hosted to celebrate LBGTQI plus families or the other hundreds of guests who were in attendance. Uh, individuals in the video will not be invited back to the White House. It says the polyamorous model and trans rights ad- advocate who grew up in Idaho did not respond to uh, to our request for an interview, and they show the video of her him with uh, Biden. Still better, dre- still better dressed than Fetterman, I'd say. They're better dressed than Fetterman and more articulate than uh, Kamala or Joe Biden. <laughs> I mean, this is what happens in all these pride parades. It gets they get a little jiggy. People get a little nuts. They should know that this is how it, how it works. This is nothing unusual. I don't know why they're picking out poor Rose. I, I do know why. Joe Biden, at heart, he hates trans people. He hates them. But uh, um, you, you, you tell me. Do we have? Do we have Rose with Joe saying what she said? The video where she goes, "Trans right? Hey, Mr. President." Like this. I don't think the voice quite matches the look. You asked if, uh, you know, if you if you know if we would be fooled if your average guy would be fooled. Absolute trickster until you hear the voice. Uh, the voice gives it away. Let's watch Rose meet the leader of the free world. Good. Welcome to the White House. Thank you. <laughs> Happy Pride Month. Can we take a little video? Hi, Mr. President. It is an honor for trans rights and human rights. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> Moments after meeting the commander-in-chief, this guy shows off his fake breasts. Right. That's where we are today. (laughs) Uh, But I wouldn't say, uh, I wouldn't say it's the most embarrassing performance of the week at the White House. Kamala Harris 
made an appearance yesterday to celebrate Juneteenth. I'll give Kamala the credit for this. She probably knows what Juneteenth is, what it signifies. Joe Biden has no idea. Joe Biden had no idea that Rose Montoya was a guy. I mean, I think he thought he smelled funny, you know, gave a little sniff and said, this one doesn't smell right, but he doesn't know there, that it's there's, a guy. There's a, there's a, yeah, there's a musk there. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at the picture. Joe is so confused. He does not know what's going on. But uh, Kamala came out uh, yesterday, I believe, to talk about Juneteenth. And as usual, she made so much sense. She's just such she's such a good public speaker. Let's listen. Happy Juneteenth. <laughs> Please have a seat. Please have a seat. <laughs> Good evening, everyone. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What was that? Ten seconds of just uncontrolled cackling about nothing? I've uncontrolled. I've like uncomfortably laughed before, but like nothing like that. <laughs> and if you're, if the rap against you is that you do that, you know, that you laugh it uncomfortably, uncontrollably, it it at odd time. Why do you do it? Why don't you just stop? Oh, she's uh, that's if Joe Biden, you know, falls down again, hits his head or Joe Biden just just, you know, loses his mind completely. It's pretty. Awesome. It's not hard to imagine. Yeah. That's our president. And that, by the way, is why Gavin Newsom sat down for an hour with Sean Hannity. That right there. What you just saw was the motivation, was the reason behind Gavin Newsom raising his public profile, going national, going on with Sean Hannity, no notes, winging it, you know, answering questions. He wanted to show for the world the stark contrast between him and her and him, and Biden and Harris. He wanted to say, I'm here, I'm an alternative, I'm ready when you need me. And he knows that Joe Biden can't run for another term. He can't do another four years and neither can she. And he's there. He's there ready, warming up in the bullpen. It was, uh, it was pretty obvious to me. Like, look at me. I'm ready. Let's go. But all right, let's get to our new favorite middle schoolers. <laughs> and I don't mean that in a, in a Joe Biden way, uh, <laughs> but uh, we got some Massachusetts middle schoolers who are just stepping up. I'd let, no, let me do K. Let me do KJP first because this is uh, again. This is how extreme your your current administration is. This is a question about boys playing girls sports, boys beating up on girls in sports. Ice, as most polls, you know, 80 percent of people are against boys playing girls sports. It's utter insanity. Anybody who thinks it isn't hasn't watched. They didn't watch, uh, you know, the track kids in, in, in Connecticut dominate. They didn't watch. Uh, who's the uh, who's the UFC fighter that broke the women's face, broke her skull? The, the, the uh, trans um, fighter. That wasn't a it's, UFC fighter. It was just a mixed martial arts fighter. Let me. Um, MMA it. fighter. I know that set off Joe Rogan. He became, uh, you know, a transphobe that day. There's a girl. 
who has suffered a concussion in volleyball because a boy spiked it into her head. We all obviously know about Leah Thomas dominating, breaking records. The other day, a cyclist in North Carolina, a guy won a woman's event and won $5,000. So she steals, he steals $5,000 from the girls. And people like this, people like everybody in the Biden administration, every Democrat, every single Democrat voted against protecting women's sports. When the vote, uh, when they took a vote in Congress, every single one, Democrats are uh, hell bent on ruining girls' sports, and they want men in locker rooms and bathrooms as well. Uh, it is a winning issue for the Republicans. I'm pretty sure it's going to come up in the campaign, and they should hammer away at it because this is madness. This is KJP speaking for the president, telling you it's dangerous if you don't want boys to beat up on your daughter in sports. If you don't want a boy playing whatever track, swimming, basketball against your daughter, it is dangerous. It is your fault if you don't support boys beating girls and boys going into the locker room, you know, and showering and walking around naked in front of your 12-year-old daughter. It's on you. Let's listen. What would the president say to parents out there who have daughters, uh, let's say from high school, for example, who are worried that their daughter may have to compete against a male, or a person born male, and, they, and there could be a directly physical athletic competition and worry about their daughter's safety? So look, uh, I, what you're alluding to is basically saying that transgender kids are dangerous it sounds like that's what you're saying well you're saying you're you're saying that their safety is at is in, is is at risk yeah but you're 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 laying out a broad kind of broad example or explanation of what could potentially happen a broad a broad example explanation that is dangerous that is a dangerous thing to say that essentially transgender yeah. kids we're talking about are dangerous Ugh. Worst. Transgender kids are dangerous. Yes, boys are dangerous when they play against girls, particularly in physical sports. Yes, they're dangerous. Everyone knows that. That's that's not even an opinion. That's a fact. They are so extreme and out of step that I hope they keep. I hope Republicans keep talking about this and say, make the case. Why should a boy be allowed in a girl's locker room? Oh, it's dangerous to not let a boy walk around naked in front of girls, 12, 14, 16-year-old kids. There's nobody. I don't care if you're a you know, crazed left-wing Democrat, you know, whatever, and you hate Trump. and what, I mean, You can't think that makes sense. The whole argument they make is incoherent and nonsense. The idea that it's dangerous to not let a boy beat the girls. Why? Dangerous to what? To whom? The boy? He gets to play against boys. Anytime he wants, he can play sports. He can play against boys. He doesn't have to play against girls because that's not fair. We all know it's not fair. That's biological. These people are just, it, it is disgusting. Honest to God, defending boys beating up on girls by saying it's dangerous. And then I'm sure if she were to expound on that, she'd say, oh, the kid, the trans kids are going to kill them. So there's no such thing as a trans kid. First of all, secondly, there's physical differences. We know it. That's not even debatable. The boys have a physical advantage over girls. And the moment you deny that, the moment you refute that, you destroy your whole argument. You are a joke. You are, you are just, it, it, it's, it's comical to hear someone say, oh, we don't know if boys actually have an advantage. Of course they do. 
just stop, please. Yeah, that's Fallon Fox, who was the uh, transgender MMA fighter who broke, what, two, <laughs> two women's skulls. Not one, two Not women's dangerous. skulls. Uh, th- this is funny. Um, was named the bravest athlete by some outfit in 2020. The bravest athlete. I love that. Joe Biden referred to the, uh, the guy with the boobs as brave, courageous, inspirational guy who's flashing his fake breasts in the white at the white house really brave he referred to them to the trans people at the white house more often he used the word brave and courageous more often for them than he did for veterans on memorial day that's where we're at but all right enough of these scoundrels we got to get to the real heroes the burlington middle schoolers and to uh and to uh, Tucker, Tucker's latest video, which will probably be up to uh, 50 million before we're done here. But uh, first, uh, it's, 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 uh, excuse me. Imagine this. It's the dead of night. You're lying in bed. Suddenly you hear something go bump. What's your next move? Well, you reach for the ultimate solution. The new MC 14 T tip up pistol from EAA Corp and Gerson. This game-changing firearm is perfect with those with limited hand strength, disabilities, or anyone seeking a comfortable and user-friendly alternative. Picture this. The MC-14T features an ingenious tip-up barrel design, making loading and unloading a breeze. Say goodbye to struggles while racking a slide. Just load the tip-up barrel, lock it back down, and you are ready to fire. The MC-14T is chambered in 380 ACP, boasting a 13-plus-1 round capacity. With its reliable stopping power and compact size, it's an excellent choice for personal defense, complete with accessory rail and ambidextrous safeties. Experience a new level of convenience available with all EAA Corp distributors, starting at an incredibly affordable MSRP of just $498. Don't miss out on this game-changing firearm. Visit eaacorp.com today. That's eaacorp.com. Oh, look, MSNBC's gone blank. They have blank. They have nothing. They're going to play uh, infomercials all day because they won't. They're not allowed to broadcast untrue things. They used to cover the White House, <laughs> but no more. You can't do it anymore because they don't want to cover. Unt- they can't do that to their viewers. Untrue things. Okay, next up, Adam Schiff's here. Oh, great. What do you think, Adam? Uh, anyway. Let's get to uh, these heroic middle schoolers. Let's get to, I want to get to the Globe's version of this. They say Globe has a uh, Boston Globe. These kids, they, the Boston Globe would like to see these kids frog marched in handcuffs out of middle school. Take these sixth graders, 11 year olds. They would like to see them flogged, put in the stocks and flogged in town square in Burlington, Massachusetts. When they're just pushing back against the madness, they've had enough it takes if it takes a child to lead us out of this madness. Good, I'm glad they're right here in Massachusetts. Uh, this is from uh, the Globe's website. The Burlington community is calling on town leaders to take action in the wake of a recent middle school incident during which students disrupted a pride event. I have to stop now. Middle school is we think sixth, seventh, eighth grade used to be junior high. So it's six, sixth graders. So we're talking 11 year olds, probably some 10 year olds, 11 year olds, 12 year olds. Why are they doing this to 10, 11 and 12 year olds? That, that should be the story. It shouldn't be what these kids did in response, but it should be, why are these lunatics? Why are these crazed extremists doing this to 11 year olds? 
you don't, you don't need to talk about sex, sexuality, sexual orientation, transgender. You don't need that. In a, I mean, you don't need that in any school at any level. But tell me why an 11-year-old should be subjected to that. 11-year-olds probably who can't read at grade level in many of these schools. And they're, they're busy saying, they're busy. Indo- this is the definition of indoctrination, forcing them to celebrate pride, pride. Pride, which today, the definition today is if you have sex with someone who's the same sex as you, or you dress as the opposite sex, then we will celebrate you for a month and we will call it pride. And if you don't participate, then you are a bigot and uh, we will take action against you. Again, as I tweeted, I commend these kids. They got guts. This is good. This is refreshing, but they had better be ready because they are facing off against the most vicious mob out there, the trans mob, the alphabet mafia. They're going to try to destroy these children. They don't care that they're kids. They don't care that they're just pushing back. They are going to try to ruin their lives. That is my prediction. We will see. According to a letter to parents from Marshall Simmons Middle School, Principal Carrie Purchase, the incident took place during a school-approved Spirit Day celebrating Pride Month. The Spirit Day was requested and sponsored by Spectrum Club, a student group of LGBTQ plus students and allies. So a middle school has a student group for LGBTQ students for 11 and 12-year-olds? Ah, we have lost our way. As part of the event, the letter said Spectrum Club decorated the school with handmade Happy Pride Mount signs and messages such as why it's not okay to say that that's so gay. The club members also put up rainbow streamers and flag banners, handed out rainbow stickers, invited students to wear rainbow clothing. But throughout the day, some students showed their disdain for the event in a number of ways. The letter said students were seen being inappropriate with the stickers and tearing down banners. Other students tried to intimidate faculty and students showing support for pride through glares. Oh, glares. Chanting, USA are my pronouns, and they wore red, white, and blue with face paint to protest the event. Well, good for these children. They they uh, they tried to intimidate faculty with glares. So an 11 and 12 year old kid glared, and that's in the Boston Globe. And they chanted USA today. USA are my pronouns. Good for them. That's a great idea. And they wore red, white, and blue instead of the rainbow colors. They're in trouble now for that. But this is so refreshing because, as we know, they don't take. No, for you're not allowed to not participate. We've gone over this before, but there are four stages. There are four stages of this takeover, uh, as we know from the from the gay pride crowd, from the trans mob, uh, the alphabet mafia, whatever you want to call. We have four stages. One is uh, tolerance. They got that, you know, thirty years ago. Acceptance. They got that years ago. That's all they wanted was acceptance. They just wanted to be free to be themselves. They got that. Then it's celebration. Well, they got that a few years ago. Now we have a whole month. We have days throughout the calendar to celebrate people for their sex, for their sexuality. And lastly, participation. You must submit. You must participate. We saw that in the, in Major League Baseball. If you don't want to 
wear the wear the ribbon, you will be ostracized. In the case of Anthony Bass, you will be cut. You'll lose your job if you don't completely submit and participate in the celebration of somebody else's sexuality. These kids, they're young. They're learning young that uh, there is no dissent allowed. Obviously, I'm sure they're tolerant. I'm sure they're accepting. And, you know, they, they obviously the school is celebrating these children, but they don't want to participate. They don't want to wear red, white, and blue. Uh, they didn't want to wear the ribbon. And uh, for that, they will pay a heavy price. This story has gone, uh, it's gone global, man. It is everywhere. And uh, I'm sure... I'm sure the follow-up, I'm sure the kids are the bad guys, you know, the Globe, New York Times, all the usual, you know, uh, rags will be vilifying these children, but hopefully they stand tall. They have done nothing wrong. Good for them. They were inappropriate with stickers. Well, they're 11, 12 years old. That's what 12-year-olds are supposed to do with stickers. They're supposed to be inappropriate. Stick. You won't wear the sticker properly? How dare you? Uh, I hope their families are ready for this. They might have to, you know, find another school because they're going to, this, this school is just going to show no mercy on these brave, brave children. But anyway, we'll be, uh, we'll be watching, following and rooting for these kids, 11, 12, 13 year old kids who wouldn't celebrate pride. Oh, Jesus, God help us. All right, let's do Shane. Then we'll get to Tucker. We'll play you, uh, the latest Tucker Twitter video. I don't know. These are all good. This might be the best one yet. It's so wonderfully vicious. He destroys former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo and explains why they're relentlessly pursuing, relentlessly trying to put Donald Trump in prison. We'll get to that. Excuse me. As you know, Shea Concrete has a huge selection of precast concrete steps ready to be installed at your home. This is your spring project, people. If you're building a new home or remodeling or replacing an old staircase, Shea has great uh, values on designs that will fit your home. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home, giving you much better curb appeal. Make your front steps the talk of the town and do it now. Do it this spring. No reason not to. You know that removing the stairs is a pain. They're heavy. They're awkward. And where do you take them when you get rid of them? Shea will take care of all that for you. They Leave it to them. When they're done, you'll have a great-looking new entrance that will add value to your home. It's more than an upgrade. It's an investment. With one phone call, Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience. In a few hours, you'll get a brand-new front entrance. Learn more at SheaConcrete.com and... While you're there, you can look for a job. Shake Concrete is hiring. Right now, they have between 15 and 20 open positions. These are career opportunities for all different types of people and skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. That's it. Go to shakeconcrete.com. How old's your oldest, Ironhead? Seven? Seven. Seven. Is he going to wear the uh, red, white, and blue to school? Any day now. It's coming. It's coming. You better be ready. Yeah, well, then we're finding private new schools. <laughs> Uh, you know, that's what you're going to have to do. Even if you're not Catholic, you got to find a Catholic school. They don't, my son went to Catholic school. They don't have force them to go to mass anymore. There's not nuns like whacking you with rulers. They don't hit you they with a ruler if you're gay anymore there. <laughs> they, they just don't participate in this whole indoctrination, in this radical 
agenda of the, and, and if you look at the people, everyone was responding when I was tweeting about this, the people who are uh, forcing this on the kids are right out of central casting. There's a woman, I don't know if she's the principal or superintendent. She's got like straggly hair and glasses and there's this mean look on her face. And then they got the, the principal, the superintendent or, Oh, this is hate bigotry. Uh, oh, they, they're asking, they had a DEI committee in the school department and that was disbanded. They're asking it for, to be reinstated. Just we need DEI for uh, 11 and 12 year olds. Uh, they were a $20,000 grant was uh, 20, 20,000 was granted to the uh, school department for DEI training at the town meeting in May. So they just did this. And so now we have another 20,000 to go into the indoctrination program in this one town They're not going to let this go. They're not going to just laugh it off and say kids will be kids. They are just going to attempt to destroy these kids and make sure it doesn't happen again. Speaking of destroying, let's get to Tucker. This is his third installment of his Twitter files. Fox has failed to stop him. They have sent a cease and desist letter to his lawyer saying he's not allowed to do these, which is absurd on his face. All the Fox hosts post on Twitter. So Tucker's posted on Twitter and uh, these are great because they're quick. This one's 12 minutes long, no commercials, no guests, just Tucker, a little bit of video and Tucker writing. And he's a really good writer and he is uh, really good at uh, destroying people. And in this one, he destroys Mike Pompeo, former secretary of state, Mm -hmm. former head of the CIA, former valedictorian at uh, West Point. That's why, I mean, I don't like Pompeo. I don't like, you know, warmongers. But you always have to have a little respect for the guy. Finished top of his class at at West Point. That's pretty impressive. Was thinking about running against Trump because he, like Chris Christie and Mike Pence, has turned on Trump, but he's not going to run, probably because he knows he has no chance. But uh, Tucker explains, we have a cut. We have a cut about Pompeo, right? Yeah. Before he gets into this, he explains why they're coming after Trump. And he shows a video of Trump. Uh, back in 2016 during the campaign, just coming out forcefully against the war in Iraq, saying it was a mistake, saying there were no WMDs, saying he was going at Jeb Bush, talking about George Bush. But it's good. He explains that permanent Washington, the Uniparty, loves war. We know that. And they don't like dissenters. They don't like people explaining why these wars make no sense for the U.S. are not in the U.S. best interest. And that's what Trump did right at the beginning. That's why his campaign took off, that in the wall. And they hate him to this day. We're talking seven years later. They just hate him for not buying into whatever war, the Iraq war, the Ukraine war. Uh, nothing is more important to permanent Washington than endless war and keeping the war machine, the money laundering machine going. He gets into that, but then he gets off, goes off on Pompeo and it's great. Let's listen. Uh, I just want to point out that it was at 45 million when we started recording. And I said, I hope it gets to 50 by the time uh, we finish. And it's at 49.6. So I was very close. Well, well, we got a minute or two left. Maybe he'll get to 50. His first two videos. What did we say? They were combined 170 million views. Insane. Yeah. (laughs) Something like that. So he's going to be up over 200 million now on three quick Twitter videos that's amazing. Right now, the show that replaced him, or his old show, is getting like less than a million viewers. He just destroyed the the, the day part, and Fox is just struggling 
in the ratings are getting beaten by MSNBC and CNN in some day parts. And Trump and, uh, and Tucker is just riding high. But uh, let's watch. May future historians hoping to unlock the mysteries of late Empire Washington study that clip because it will reveal everything. That very same Mike Pompeo, the one who's sneering at Donald Trump on TV this morning, that guy served Donald Trump as both CIA director and as secretary of state. Those are the two most powerful jobs in the federal government. And as he worked in those jobs, Pompeo promised, in fact, he swore to support the president's agenda. Why? Because that's the way a democracy works. You vote for a candidate in the belief that his appointees will carry out the policies that you voted for. It's not about the president, it's about you, the voter. But Pompeo didn't do that. He didn't even try to do that. In fact, he undermined Trump's often stated commitment to peace and non-intervention abroad at every turn. His every waking hour was devoted to fomenting war in some faraway foreign country or other. Iran, Syria, Russia, North Korea, the list goes on. But rather than telling Trump that he disagreed with his ideas, as a man would, Pompeo toadied up to Trump, a man he despised, in the oiliest, most over-the-top way imaginable. Ask anyone who worked in that White House at the time. Who is the appointee most likely to tell Donald Trump on a daily basis that he was handsome, virile, sleek, and powerful? Mike Pompeo. That will be the consensus answer. Those of us who saw firsthand Pompeo's relentless kowtowing will never forget it. It was indelibly repulsive. No one with self-respect could do something like that. But Mike Pompeo did it effortlessly, with relish and verve. Now, this same person is telling Fox News viewers that he fears for the safety of our military, our soldiers, sailors, airmen, and Marines, in the approved phrase, because Donald Trump took some classified documents home and didn't immediately return them to the National Archives? What a lie that is. Mike Pompeo knows that's a lie. He spent his entire life in Washington. Washington is a city where internal memos about Labor Day are classified because everything is classified. Your government has classified more than a billion federal documents, most of them boring and pointless and a danger to no one, and locked them away in secret where you can't see them because you may be an American citizen, but not really, and therefore you don't have the necessary clearances. <clears throat> that was good. Good, good stuff from Tucker. Speaking of which, tomorrow we'll talk to Chad McMo Chadwick Moore, who wrote the... Uh, I guess it's the authorized biography. Uh, I don't think uh, Tucker has any approval uh, editing rights to it. It's Chadwick just telling Tucker's story, including about the firing. I think they get they added that just under the wire, and it's coming out in July. But we'll talk Chadwick more tomorrow. But we will leave it there for today. Thanks to everyone for listening. Hey, do us a favor. Subscribe. Hit the subscribe button. Give us a five-star rating. All that. We could use it. We appreciate it. Uh, and uh, uh, anything else, Ironhead? Uh, no, nah, just, you know, Ashley Biden, at, uh, nothing important. Yeah, nothing Ooh, important. That's true. <laughs> Ashley Biden was speaking. That's a good one. All <laughs> I can think when I see Ashley Biden, all I think of is that Rodney Dangerfield clip from Caddyshack. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. Let's all take a shower. Every time I see her or hear anything about her, I think of that. The poor girl was her father climbed in the shower with her. Oh, how does that even work? <laughs> uh, maybe, we'll, uh, maybe we'll get into that tomorrow, but we'll leave it there for today. Thanks to everyone for listening. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Show, and we will do it again tomorrow.
Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right. Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not. Who thinks like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen.